Section six of the Wit of Women. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Wit of Women by Kate Sanborn. Chapter six Ginger Snaps. I will now offer you some good things of various degrees of humor i do not feel it necessary to impress their merits upon you for they speak for themselves here is a quaint bit of satire from a bright boston woman which those on her side of the vexed indian question will enjoy the indian agent by louisa hall he was a long lean man with a sad expression as if weighed down by pity for poor humanity his heart was evidently a great many sizes too large for him he yearned to enfold all tribes and conditions of men in his encircling arms he surveyed his audience with such affectionate interest that he seemed to look into the very depths of their pockets a few resolute men buttoned their coats but the majority knew that this artifice would not save them and they rather enjoyed it as a species of harmless dissipation they liked to be talked into a state of exhilaration which obliged them to give without thinking much about it and they felt very good and benevolent afterward so they cheered the agent enthusiastically as a signal for him to begin and he came forward bowing while the three red brothers who accompanied him remained seated on the platform he appeared to smile on every one present as he said friends and fellow-citizens i have the honour to introduce to you these chiefs of the laughing dog nation twenty-five years ago this tribe was one of the fiercest on our western plains snarling bear the most noted chief of his tribe was a great warrior fifty scalps adorned his wigwam some of them had once belonged to his best friends he was murdered while in the prime of life by a white man whose wife he had accidentally shot at the door of her cabin he was one of the first to welcome the white men and adopt the improvements they brought with them when he became sufficiently civilized to understand that polygamy was unlawful he separated from his oldest wife her scalp was carefully preserved among those of the great warriors he had conquered his son flying deer who is with us to-day will address you in his own language which i shall interpret for you the last twenty years have made a great change in their condition these men are not savages but educated gentlemen they are all graduates of tomahawk college at bloody mountain near the grey wolf country they are chiefs of their tribes each one holding a position equal to the governor of our own state their influence at the west is great last year they sent a small party of missionaries to the highlands of the wolf country where the women and children pasture the ponies during the dry season not one of these noble men ever returned unfortunately for the success of this mission the grey wolf warriors were at home 
the medicine man's dreams had been unfavorable and they dare not set out on their annual hunt this year they will send a larger party well armed these devoted men have left their western homes and come here to assure you of their confidence in your affection and the love and gratitude they feel toward you they come to ask for churches and schools that their children may grow up like yours but these things require money on account of the great scarcity of stone in the rocky mountains and the necessity of preserving standing timber for the indian hunting grounds all building materials for churches and schoolhouses must be carried from the east at great expense the doorsteps of the third orthodox kickapoo church cost one hundred and fifty dollars but it is money well invested the gradual decrease of crime at the west has convinced the most sceptical that a great work can be done among these people the number of murders committed in this country last year was one hundred and twenty-five this year only one hundred and twenty-three although a great deal has been done for these people you will be surprised to learn how much remains to be done i need not tell you that every dollar entrusted to me will be spent and i hope you will live to see the results of your generosity i wish to build at least fifteen churches and schoolhouses before the cold weather sets in the cost of building has been greatly lessened by employing native workmen who are capable of designing and erecting simple edifices the pulpits will be supplied by native preachers and the expense of light and heat will be paid by the congregation we have at least twenty-five well-qualified native teachers who will require no salary beyond the necessary expense of food and clothing a few boarding-houses must be built and tastefully furnished we have a large number of laughing-dog widows who would gladly take charge of such establishments the native committee will make a careful selection of such matrons as are most capable of guiding and encouraging young people all money for the benefit of these people has been used with the strictest economy and will be while i retain the agency i have secured a slender provision for my declining years and shall return to spend my days with my adopted people but i will let these men who once owned this great country speak for themselves flying deer who will now address you is about forty years of age he lives with his wife and ten children near the agency at a place called human ketchet flying deer came forward and spoke very distinctly though rapidly Nakabrosku, Hanawen Nadwag, Munu, Shulk, Kamun, Menjes, Babas Kwasindwag, Maskode, Wawa, Gesamongu, Na na Naskin Oza, Yana Dise, Meben Majo, Kenemusha, Wakonase, Nashka Kagwagu, Jasahut, Wabenes Ogu, Winaman Jabs, Amakwana, We Rusan, Chupanuk, Segwa Mason, Ubichi Anuaman, Kiwadoda, Shenghen Kadgu Tagamengao. 
he says my friends that he has always loved and trusted the white people he says that since he has seen the great cities and towns of the east he loves his white brothers more than before his red brothers white crow and the rock on end wish him to say that they also love you he says the savage gray wolf tribe threaten to shoot and scalp them if they continue friendly to the whites he asks for powder guns and ponies that they may defend themselves from their enemies he wants to convince you that they are rapidly becoming a civilized nation the assistance you are about to give will only be required for a short time they will soon become self-supporting and relieve the government of a heavy tax they thank you for the kindness you have shown and for the generous collection which will now be taken up will some friend close the doors while we give every one an opportunity to contribute to this good cause remember that he who shutteth up his ears to the cry of the poor he shall also cry himself and shall not be heard those who prefer can leave a check with deacon meekham at the door or with me at the hotel these substantial tokens of your regard will cause the wilderness to blossom as the rose in the name of our red brethren let me thank you again if one inclines to irish fun try this burlesque from mrs lippincott mistress o'rafferty on the woman question by grace greenwood no i wouldn't demean myself bridget like you in disputing with men would i fly in the face of the blessed apostles and father mcginn it isn't the talent i'm wanting sure my father old michael mccrary made a beautiful last speech and confession when they hanged him in old tipperary so bridget muldoon hold her talking about women's rights and all that sure all the rights i want is the one right to be a good helpmate to pat for he's a good husband and never lays on me the weight of his hand except when he's far gone in liquor and i nag him your plays understand true for ye i've one eye in mournin' that's because i disputed his right to take and spend all my week's earnings at tim mulligan's wake sunday night but it's seldom when i've done a washin he'll ask for more'n half o the pay and he'll toss me my share with a smile dear that's like a sweet mornin in may now where if i rin to conventions will be patrick's home comforts and joys who'll clean up his brogans for sunday or patch up his old corduroys if we tack to the poles night and mornin our delicate charms will all flay the dew will be brushed from the rose dear the down from the page don't you see we'll soon take to shillelahs and shindies when we get to be sovereign electors and turn all our husbands hearts from us then what will we do for protectors we'll have to be crowners and judges and such like old malefactors or they'll make common councilmen of us then where will be our characters oh bridget god save us from votin for sure as the blessed sun rolls we'll land in the state house or congress then what will become of our souls or the triumphs of a quack 
by miss amanda t jones dr o'flanagan and his wonderful cures one i'm barney o'flanagan lately from cork i've crossed the big water as bold as a stork tis a doctor i am and well versed in the trade i can mix yes a powder as good as is made have yes pains in your bones or a troublesome ache in your jaints after dancing a jigged awake have yes caught a black eye from some blundering whack have yes vertebral twists in the spine of your back when you walk in the straits are yes likely to fall don't whisky sit well on your stomach at all sure tis bothering nonsense to sit down and wape when a bit of a powder'll put yous to sleep state your symptoms me darlings and niver yes doubt but as sure as a gun i can straighten yes out then don't just be gravin no more Arrah, quit all your sighing forlorn here's barney o'flanagan right to the fore and bedad he's a gentleman born two cool men ye poor creatures and don't yez be scared have yez baitin and lumberin thumps at the heart wid ossification and acceleration wid fatty accretion and bad velication wid liver inflation and habitization wid lung inflammation and brain adumbration wid black eruption and scarus formation wid nerve irritation and paralyzation wid extravasation and acrid segregation wid great jactitation and exaberation wid strong palpitation and wake circulation wid quartilation and cold perspiration be the powers but i'll bring all your woes to completion unless you're in love then you're past all salvation come don't just be gravin no more be quit with your sighing forlorn here's the man all your hailin' potations to pour and you'll prove him a gentleman born three sure me friends tis a wonderful luck i have had in the threatment of sickness no matter how bad all the hundreds i've cured tis not aisy to spake and if any soul dies faith i'm at the wake there was mistress o'toole was tucked down mighty queer that wild there was never a one dared to lave her and fat was the matter ye like for to hair twas a double quotidian humorous favour well i took out me lancet and pricked it a vein och murther but didn't she howl at the pain six quarts not a chop less i drew without shame and troth she stopped howlin and lay like a lamb then for fair such a method of treatment was risky i hastened to fill up the void with old whisky och never be graven no more that use of your sighing forlorn me patients are proud of me medical lore they'll swear i'm a gentleman born for well mistress o'toole was tuck better at once for she riz up in bed and cried patty ye dunce give the doctor a dram so i sat at me a's a brewin the punch just as fine as ye plays then i lift a prescription all written down nate wid a medics and diaphoretics complete wid antispasmodics to caper so quiet and a toddy so stiff that ye'd all like to try it so patty o'toole mixed em well in a cup all bar in the toddy and that he drunk up 
for he swore twas a shame such good brandy to waste on a double quotidian favourish taste and troth we agreed it was not bad to take when we drank that same toddy next night at the wake hurrah don't chase bake raven no more with your moaning and sighing forlorn here's barney o'flanagan through to the core of the heart of a gentleman born five there was michael mcdonagan down with a fit caught of drinking cold water when tipsy a bit twould have done your heart good to have heard him cry out for a cup of poteen or a tankard of stout or a wee drop of whisky knew out of the still and the snakes that he saw truth twas just fit to kill it was mania pado tororum bedad holy mother of moses the devils he had then to scare him away we surrounded his bed clapped on forty leeches and blistered his head bade all the tin pans and set up such a howl that the last fiery devil ran off be my soul and we writ on his tombstone he died of a spell caught of drinking cold water straight out of a well now don't ye be grieving no more surrender your sighing forlorn twill be fine when ye cross to the stygian shore to be sent by a gentleman born six there was swight ellen mulligan sazed with a cough and every one said it would carry her off wished said i thrust to me now and don't just go crazy if the girlie must die sure i'll make her die aisy so i searched through me books for the true diathesis of morbus disgracia tuberculous phthesis and i bolstered her up with the strongest of tonics with iron and copper and hosts of carbonics with whisky so straight in the finest of style and i graced all her inside with cod liver oil and says she when she died och doctor me honey tis you as can give us the worth of our money and begora all spake to the devil this day not to kape yez a waitin too long for your pay so don't just be gravin no more to the dogs which are sighin forlorn here's drugs be the handful and pills be the score and to dale them a gentleman born seven there was teddy maloney who bled at the nose after blowin the fife and mayhap ye'd suppose twas no matter at all but the books all agreed twas a serious visceral trouble and aid with the blood swimmin round in a circle elliptic the schneiderian membrane was wantin a styptic the anterior nares were nadin a plug and teddy himself was a nade of a jug then i rolled out a big pell of sugar of lead and i dosed him and stood him up firm on his head and says i now me lad don't be eatin your length but drink all your plays just to cape up your strength faith his witty's a jewel but wished don't yer speak she'll be mistress o flanagan early next wake come don't just be gravin no more small use of your sighin forlorn for your witties be like when their mournin is o'er may marry some gentleman born eight old biddy o'cardigan lived all alone and she felt mighty nate with a house of her own schwait smellin and wholesome swiped clane with a rake with two or three pegs just for company's sake well fat should she get but the malady vile 
of cholerophobia vomit is vile and she sent straight for me dr barney me lad says she i'm a native assistance bedad have you never a powder or bit of a pill me stomach's a rollin just make it keep still i'm the boy can do that says i hold on a minute here's me medicine chest with me calomel in it and i'll make yous a bowl full of red pepper tay so strong you'll be thinking the devil's to pay now don't yous be gravin no more be quit with your sighing forlorn with strychnine and vitriol and opium galore behold me a gentleman born nine with a gallon of rum than a flip i created shwate with mustard and spice and the poker i hated as rid as a guinea just out of the mint and into her stomach begora it went och never believe me but didn't she roar i'd have caped her alive with a quarter two more and the three little pigs in that house of her own wouldn't now be a starvin and squallin alone and that gossoon her boy the spalpeen altogether would never have sworn that i murdered his mother troth for saying that same but i served him a trick when i met him by chance with a bit of a stick faith i doctored him well to the cure i completed and be jabbers there's one man alive that i traded so don't yous be gravin no more to the dogs wish you sighin forlorn arrah knock when you're sick at o'flanagan's door and die for a gentleman born scribner's magazine eighteen eighty or if one prefers to laugh at the experience of a cold brother what can be found more irresistible than this the old-time religion by julia pickering brother simon i say brother horace i hearn you give merkid terriblest beatin last night what you and she have a fallin out about brother horace well brother simon you knows yourself i never has no dejection to splanifyin how i rules my folks at home and establishes order dar when it's pintedly needed and for gracious i leave you to say dis time it twan't needed and dat powerful bad you see i's allus been a plain straight-sided nigger and hain't never had no use for new fandangles let it be what it mout legin politics business don't care what old horace say de old way am de best way and you niggers dat that's all runnin teetotally am crazy bout every new gimmerick dat started better just stay whar you is and let them things alone but they don't do it no man of preachin won't serve em and dat is jest at this particular pint that merrikey got dat dressin she done been off to richmond town a livin in sarvice star jest last winter and saturday a week ago she came home to make a visit course we were all glad to see our darter but you believe dat gal hadn't turned stark bodily naked fool yes sir she wa'n't no more like de merrikey dat went away jest a few months ago dan chalks like cheese 
dar she come in wid her clothes pinned tight enough to hinder her from squattin and her hair a danglin right in her eyes just for all the world lookin like a ram lookin through a brush pile and you think dat nigger ain't forgot how to talk she just rolled up her eyes every other word and fanned and talked like she spected to die next breath she'd toss dat mush head o hern and talk proper as two dictionaries stead of she callin old me daddy and her mother mammy she says pa and ma how can you bear to live in such a one hoss town as this oh i think i should die and right about there she hab all the action of an old drake in a thunderstorm i just stared at dat gal till i make her out and says i to myself it's got to come but i don't say nothin to nobody about it all the same i knowed it had to come fuss as last well i just let her have more rope as the sayin is till she got where i cluded were about the end of her tether dat was on last sunday morning when she went to meetin in such a rig a puttin on airs till she couldn't keep a straight track when she came home she brung company wid her and of course i couldn't do nothin then but i just kept my ears open and ef dat gal didn't disqualify me dat day you can have my hat bye by dey all gets to talkin bout ligin and de churches and den one young buck he step up and says miss merky give us your opinion bout de matter wit dat she flung up her head proud as de queen victory and says she i takes no intelligence in such matters dey is all too common for me baptises is a foot or two below my grade i attends to piscopalian church where i resides and specs to jine dat one de next anniversary of de bishop oh dey does everything so lovely and in so much style i declare nobody but common folks in de city goes to de baptist church it made me sick to my stomach to see so much shoutin and groanin dis mornin tis so ungenteel wid us to make so much sarcumlocutions in meetin and thar she went a diratin bout de preacher a comin out in a white shirt and den a runnin back and gettin on a black one and de people a jumpin up and a jawin of de preacher out in a book and a bowin of de head and a sayin long rigmaroles of stuff tell my head fairly buzzed and were dat mad at de gal i just couldn't see nothin in dat room well i just waited till the company rids to go and den i steps up and says i young folks you needn't let what merricky told you about dat church put no change into you she's sorter out of her right mind now but the next time you come she'll be all right on dat and several other subjects and den dey stared at merricky mighty hard and goed away well i just walks up to her and i says darter says i what church are dat you goin to jine and says she very prompt like to piscopalian pa and says i merricky i'm mighty concerned about you cause i know your mind ain't right and i shall just have to bring you round as shortest way possible so i retch me a fine bunch of hickories i done prepared for dat occasion and den she jumped up and says she what make you think i lost my senses because daughter you done forgot how to walk and to talk and dem is sure signs and with dat i just let in on her till i astonished her siderably for i were done with her she got over dem dying airs and jumped up as high as a hopper grass by my by she gins to holler oh lordy daddy 
daddy don't give me no more and says i you're improving dat's a fact done got your natural voice back what church does you long to Marky? and says she a crying i don't belong to none par well i give her another little tetch and says i what church does you long to darter and says she all choked like i doesn't long to none den i just make them hickories ring for about five minutes and den i say what church you longs to now Marky? and says she fairly shoutin baptist i'm a deep water baptist very good says i you don't spect to have your name took off in dem church books and says she no sir i always did despise dem stuck-up piscopalians dey ain't got no religion no how brother simon you never see a gal so hopin by a good genteel thrashin in all your days i bound she won't never stick her nose in dem new fandangled churches no more why she just walks as straight dis mornin and looks as pert as a sunflower i'll lay a tenpence she'll be a singin before night dat good old hymn she usen to be so fond of you know brother simon how de words run baptist baptist is my name my name is written on high specs to live and die de same my name is written on high brother simon yes dat she will i be bound if i does say it brother horse you beats any man on church government and family displayment of anybody i ever has seen brother horace well brother i does my best you must pray for me so dat my hands may be strengthened dey feels mighty weak after dat conversion i gave dat mirky last night scribner's monthly bric-a-brac eighteen seventy six if it is unadulterated consolation that you need try auntie doleful's visit by mary kyle dallas how do you do cornelia i heard you were sick and i stepped in to cheer you up a little my friends often say it's such a comfort to see you auntie doleful you have such a flow of conversation and are so lively besides i said to myself as i came up the stairs perhaps it's the last time i'll ever see cornelia jane alive you don't mean to die yet eh well now how do you know you can't tell you think you are getting better but there was poor mrs jones sitting up and every one saying how smart she was and all of a sudden she was taken with spasms in the heart and went off like a flash parthenia is young to bring up the baby by hand but you must be careful and not get anxious or excited keep quite calm and don't fret about anything of course things can't go on just as if you were downstairs and i wondered whether you knew your little billy was sailing about in a tub on the mill-pond and that your little sammy was letting your little jimmy down from the veranda roof in a clothes-basket gracious goodness what's the matter i guess providence'll take care of em don't look so you thought bridget was watching them well no she isn't i saw her talking to a man at the gate he looked to me like a burglar no doubt she'll let him take the impression of the door-key in wax and then he'll get in and murder you all there was a family at bobble hill all killed last week for fifty dollars now don't fidget so it will be bad for the baby poor little dear how singular it is to be sure that you can't tell whether a child is blind or deaf and dumb or a cripple at that age it might be all and you'd never know it most of them that have their senses make bad use of them though that ought to be your comfort if it does turn out to have anything dreadful the matter with it and more don't live a year i saw a baby's funeral down the street as i came along 
how is mr cobble well but finds it warm in town eh well i should think he would they are dropping down by hundreds there with sunstroke you must prepare your mind to have him brought home any day anyhow a trip on these railroad trains is just risking your life every time you take one back and forth every day as he is it's just trifling with danger dear dear now to think what dreadful things hang over us all the time dear dear scarlet fever has broken out in the village cornelia little isaac potter has it and i saw your jimmy playing with him last saturday well i must be going i've got another sick friend and i shan't think my duty done unless i cheer her up a little before i sleep good-bye how pale you look cornelia i don't believe you have a good doctor do send him away and try someone else you don't look so well as you did when i came in but if anything happens send for me at once if i can't do anything else i can cheer you up a little mrs dallas who lives in new york city is a regular correspondent of the new york ledger having taken fanny fern's place on that widely circulated paper is a prominent member of sorosis and her tuesday evening receptions draw about her some of the brightest society of that cosmopolitan centre all these selections are prizes for the long-suffering elocutionist who is expected to entertain his friends with something new laughter-provoking and fully up to the mark mrs ames of brooklyn known to the public as eleanor kirk has revealed in her thanksgiving growl a bit of honest experience refreshing with its plain saxon and homely realism which when recited with proper spirit is most effective a thanksgiving growl oh dear do put some more chips on the fire and hurry up that oven just my luck to have the bread slack set that plate up higher and for goodness sake do clear this truck away frog's legs and marbles on my moulding-board what next i wonder john henry wash your face and do get out from underfoot afford more cream used all you had if that's the case skim all the pans do step a little spryer i wish i hadn't asked so many folks to spend thanksgiving good gracious poke the fire and put some water on lord how it smokes i never was so tired in all my life and there's the cake to frost and dough to mix for tarts i can't cut pumpkin with this knife some women's husbands know enough to fix the kitchen tools but for all mine would care i might tear pumpkin with my teeth john henry if you don't plant yourself on that air chair i'll set you down so hard that you'll agree you're stuck for good them cranberries are sour and taste like gall beside hand me some flour and do fly round john henry wipe your nose i wonder how twill be when i am dead how my nose'll be yes how your nose'll be and how your back'll be if that ain't red i'll miss my guess i don't expect you'll see you nor your father neither what i've done and suffered in this house as true's i live them pesky fowl ain't stuffed the biggest one will hold two loaves of bread say wipe that sieve and hand it here you are the slowest poke in all fairmount laurel there's deacon gubbin's wife she'll be here to-morrow that pan can soak a little while i never in my life saw such a lazy critter as she is if she stayed home there wouldn't be a thing to eat you bet she'll fill up here it's riz well so it has 
john henry good king how did that boy get out you saw him go with both fists full of raisins and a pile behind him and you never let me know there you've talked so much i clean forgot the rye i wonder if the governor had to slave as i do if he would be so pesky fresh about thanksgiving day he'd been in his grave with half my work what get along without an indian pudding well that would be a novelty no friend or foe shall say i'm close or haven't as much variety as other folks there i think i see my way quite clear the onions are to peel let's see turnips potatoes apples there to stew the squash to bake and lick john henry and after that i really think i'm through end of section six